I want to welcome everybody to another In My Feels episode. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time you're listening to. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about the vertical path of awareness. Something I've kind of recently stumbled on, again, kind of rereading The Seat of the Soul. I kind of love the direction that this podcast is kind of taking naturally. And it's kind of the the inspiration I'm getting from various books, which are always the links in the description and kind of which vindicates to me exactly where I am right now in this moment and what I'm supposed to be learning or, or instilling in myself, kind of spiritually, I guess, for, for the growth of me internally. But as always, before we start, thoughts, feelings, emotions, conditionings, belief systems, everything on the inside of you creates your outside exterior. So my question for you is how are you feeling right now in this moment? And really digress, really analyze. You don't have to overanalyze. Think too much about something that's not necessarily a good thing. You know, I speak to many spiritual people who kind of overanalyze the aspect of spirituality. You know, I can't do that or I, can't, I don't want to do that because then I become a sheep. But then you're overthinking something. So we have to un- underanalyze. So we have to allow our thoughts to flow through us. I think that's the key. Allow our emotions to flow through us. Understanding your emotions and that they're in motion. They're moving constantly. So let's not trap them in. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? I'm feeling really great today. I'm going to be honest. I'm uh, focusing on some kind of new business ventures. A couple of opportunities have come up which kind of resonate from where I am in my life right now. A bunch of travel opportunities that I want to do, that we're doing as a family. Everything feels like it should be, which is the way it's supposed to be. It can't be any other way. It's just I'm, a, I'm aware of what I'm creating. And I'm trying to manipulate that because I'm doing it practically. I'm not, you know, for me, as I've said before, is there's a growth aspect to, to my teaching and to what I'm learning It's not something that I've ever been used to, but I understand the power that I have to create everything in my life. So I'm manipulating that, but not in a way where I believe I'm doing something that's not true to me. I understand the power that I have and I understand that I create my whole existence and I understand that everything in my life I'm accountable for, just as the people around me are accountable for, for that too, for the attraction of it. And that's what I mean by the manipulation part of I'm using that to my advantage, using my awareness to my advantage. If a negative thought comes in, I change the frequency or I dive in on why that negative thought came in. What happened? How am I feeling now? And I, as I said, shine light on it and it disappears or it becomes light. And again, for those of you, please read The Seat of the Soul. It's incredible. Gary Zukov is amazing. Like the book is is phenomenal. Kind of in line with the, the Conversations with God book by Neil Donald Walsh and it kind of falls into kind of the spectrum more on the kind of what the soul represents where the soul comes from where do we come from where what are we doing here living here as personality so the 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 personality aspect is who you are now this is who I am my personality the soul aspect is where I come from so we think about two different worlds but the same world as being the same so let's dive in the vertical path of awareness The vertical path of awareness, it is the path of consciousness and conscious choice. So consciousness is you. You can't separate yourself from your consciousness. It just always is. But conscious choice 
is making choices. When I talk about manipulating, that's what I mean by that terminology is my conscious choice. I'm consciously choosing who I'm going to be, who I want to be, what I want to see in my life, my manifestations, my attractions, the love I have for myself, the love I see outside of myself. I'm doing all these things, the love for my daughter, the love of the, I don't know, the planet, the love of how appreciative of the things I have. I'm doing this consciously. That is the vertical path of awareness. The person who chooses to advance his or her spiritual growth to cultivate awareness of his or her higher self is on a vertical path. The vertical path is the path of clarity. The potential for the creation of clarity and the experience of interacting with your non-physical teacher are one and the same. The vertical path is the path of clarity. And I understand that because when I'm consciously aware and consciously making choices, my path becomes clear. I set my intention for what or why I want to do something, not how. Again, get rid of the how. That, that shows up. What or why I want to do something. I'm doing this podcast. Why? What is my intention for this podcast? Because I want to speak my thoughts. I want to consciously create and I want to create a conscious or a collective consciousness empowered with power from within individuals to come together to create an incredible place for us to appreciate and to appreciate the fact that we are living breathing right now in this moment and we have technology to listen to conversations we have technology to communicate and reach other people from across the world but i see us in our spiritual approach that we are all connected because we're all one but we're not connecting and i've mentioned this many times and i want to drum this back Let's connect. You know, the person who chooses to advance his or her spiritual growth to cultivate awareness of his or her higher self is on a vertical path. And again, it sounds super spiritual, super kind of out there, otherworldly, but it's not. Because a spiritual growth for me is awareness of oneself, awareness that I have a body, awareness that I have fingers, awareness that I have blood running through my veins, that I have a heart, awareness that I have a mind, awareness that I have a voice, awareness that I have emotions. Awareness that I can express those emotions with no limitations. Awareness that I'm love. Awareness that I have so much love. Awareness that we're all one. Awareness that we're creating our whole entire physical reality from inside ourselves. We are directing it. We are shooting our own movies from inside. We are creating it from a deep, deep level. And Gary says, you know, the horizontal path is the path that satisfies your personality. A businesswoman... Or businessman, for example, who devotes his or her life to the accumulation of money is on a horizontal path. No matter how diverse his or her ventures may become, they are essentially identical. If they make money, they please the personality. If they lose money, they distress the personality. But they do not serve the higher self. They do not serve his or her spiritual growth. So the vertical path is the path of awareness. And the horizontal path is the one that satisfies your personality. Remember I said earlier... Your soul, or who you were before this existence, is always on a path of awareness, of growth, spiritual growth. The horizontal path satisfies your personality. Personality is who you are now in this physical reality. This is the personality. So when we look for things outside of ourselves to make us happy, for example, you know, when they say that a businessman or a businesswoman who devotes his or her life to the accumulation of money is on the horizontal path, it's because you're relying on other things for happiness, external things, which can never happen. 
Name me one thing. It's even say, you know what? Even from my own personal experience, whenever I said, when I achieve that goal, I'm going to, it's going to change my life. I'm going to be so happy. And what happens? I achieve that goal. There's a momentary satisfaction for a brief amount of time. But then the habitual thoughts and the process of unhappiness come flooding back in. Then it's the fear element. Well, I got this great job. Now I'm going to have to keep this job. I'm going to have to work my ass off. What if I don't? And you start leveling up. And what if I can't maintain it? What if I, you start having all these responsibilities, you start having a family and kids and all this type of stuff. Am I, am I good enough for that? Am I good enough for them? And then all these doubts start rushing in because I'm relying on external sources for happiness. Now, you already know what makes you happy. Could be hanging out with friends. Could be doing all these other things. I mean, going to the cinema, going to, you know, going for a walk outside. Anything. You already know that. So if you focused on the happiness element, the universe will give you more situations to make you feel happy. Because this is the cause and effect. You're causing yourself to be happy. And the effect is seeing physical things on the outside come to you as attraction of happiness. It's a very, very difficult concept to overcome. And I'm speaking this from experience because I have a lot of responsibilities to my family, money-wise also. So I have fallen in the pattern of chasing the money. Once I get that check, I'm going to be great. And then I get the check and then I'm great for like a, a month or so. Then I fall back into the habit because I'm allowing outside external sources to dictate my happiness. All we have to focus on is trust ourselves enough to be happy and drop the veil of life or conditioning and then the universe gives you happiness or happiness situations to keep you in that happy space. It's a very difficult concept because you're, you're getting rid of everything you've ever known. You're getting rid of everything you've ever been taught. And you're allowing the trust of your own happiness to deliver you everything you ever wanted. And Gary Further goes on to say, you know, a person that seeks relationships only to gratify his or her own needs, such as his or her own emotional or sexual needs, will find that each relationship is essentially identical, that the people in his or her life are replaceable, that experiences with the first and experiences with the second are essentially the same. This is the horizontal path. Each new experience is not really new. It is more of the same thing. To experience relationships of substance and depth requires approaching and entering into relationships with consciousness and concern for the other. That is the vertical path. Now, how many of us make the same mistake over and over again with relationships? And they feel like they start off amazing, then there's this kind of plateau, and then it kind of ends miserably. I know I have, and I'm sure you have too, because we're approaching every relationship like the same thing. The conditioned approach. We need to uncondition everything we've ever taught, been taught about relationships, because the relationship starts with you and your consciousness. Are you entering into the relationship consciously? I love myself. That I'm projecting love. Therefore, you attract love. That's the vertical path, the path of awareness. I'm aware of my relationship. I'm aware if I feel a certain way in my relationship and don't communicate it, I'm on the horizontal path, the unconscious approach. We all need to get onto the vertical approach. And again, it's the same thing. Once I get that relationship, I'm going to be happy which is gratifying your own needs. Be happy 
then approach the relationship. I promise you it'll work out way different because it can be no other way. It's a universal law. And we keep making the same mistakes. All the relationships are identical. It's like the when you get married and all these type of things, it's like, you know, we have the same conditioning towards marriage. You know, once I get married, I'm going to do this, this, this. And then every relationship kind of ends up in the same spectrum, the same vibration, the same light, the same everything, which if you have awareness for it is great. If you don't have awareness for it, then it becomes the same mundane marriage that everyone else complains to you about. And I'm trying to get us collectively consciously aware of this so we can step out of this and understand that we are the power. And you want to spiritually grow with your partner too. I do with my wife. It's amazing. We speak about so many different topics, so many different spiritual aspects, so many emotional aspects of us. That's the awareness growth. And Gary Ferber says, you know, the world as we know it has been built without a consciousness of soul. It has been built with the consciousness of personality. Everything within our world reflects personality energy. We believe that what we can see and smell and touch and feel and taste is all there is to the world. We believe that we are not responsible for the consequences of our actions. We act as though we are not affected when we take and take and take. We strive for external power. And in that striving, create a destructive competition. See, the consciousness of the soul, we're not really born with that conditioning. We're born with the conditioning of the personality or the unconsciousness of the personality. Again, this podcast is not about judgment. It's about growth. It's about learning who we are. It's about being aware of who we are. It's about appreciating who we are, regardless of whether you think you have faults or not. Step one is admitting or knowing that you want to change. And we should always be changing. Our bodies are constantly changing. Billions and billions of cells regenerating constantly, constantly, constantly. We're never not moving. So when you rub what happens with water, that, that stagnates. I shouldn't really need to answer that. Because we know what happens with water, it stagnates. The water gets dirty, murky, doesn't flow. Think of these as your emotions. If you don't allow your emotions to express and move, they stagnate. And then they create these manifestings in your body as diseases. I'm trying to get us away from that, to understand our mental state, to understand that we can change at any moment because we're constantly changing scientifically. Let's change spiritually, emotionally, collectively. For example, when he said, when we can see and smell and touch and feel and taste, it's because a five sensory being ponders to those senses. A multi-sensory being understands that there's an inner you that is controlling this whole narrative, this whole physical reality. But it's you. It's not like a, a person within a person. It's you. And once we become aware of that, you start stepping out of the five sensory into the multi-sensory, six sensory. And you understand, wow, I have a gut feeling about something multi-sensory. It always happens to me when I'm onto something, my whole, my body tingles or I hear this really loud, like high pitch. If anyone knows what that is, hit me up. And it's almost like, okay, okay, I hear you. I don't know what I'm listening to, but it's something to vindicate for me that I'm on the right path for me. You know, when Gary says, we believe we are not responsible for the consequences of our actions. We all are. We have to be. If we are not, please, responsible or accountable for the consequences of our actions. But it, it, it's not like the end of the world type of thing. We just have to understand what we put out is what we get back. What we put out from inside is what we get back. I know everyone's talking about the Will Smith thing and, you know, the kind of the Oscars. And I didn't watch it. I mean, I fell asleep at like 9.30. I was exhausted. But I could see when someone inflicts 
pain, physical pain, onto someone else, they are also in pain inside. And we need to understand that. Because I used to be in that same position. And I used to attract people on the same vibrational level as me who wanted to inflict pain on me. And I was unconscious of it at that time. But now I'm consciously aware and spiritually aware. We act as though we are not affected when we take, take and take, which is our society is our condition of our collective consciousness. And you can see it with the world. We strive for external power and in that striving create a destructive competition. I watched it the other day. I, I, I walked to the park with my daughter and my, my mum who was in town visiting. I guess this flag football. I mean, I'm, I'm British. So for me, football is my soccer. But it was flag football, a bunch of kids. They must have been like eight, maybe nine, maybe. And you've got these kids running around, kind of competing with each other. And they're, they're, they were trying to have fun. And then there's parents on the opposite sides who were screaming at each other. Do this, do that. do you know? And then you've got one parent telling the other parent, shut up. Another parent on the other one, be quiet. And then you've got the kids in the middle looking at their parents, for examples, of being like, well, is this how we're supposed to act? And this is where the cycle creates competition they should be teaching them that there's enough for everybody literally it's not survival of the fittest it's the survival of awareness do you want to just survive or do you want to thrive do you want to struggle for everything in your life and make it a competition and and make it a jealous thing and make it this and make it that or do you want to be aware of the fact that you are manifesting your whole existence so you can have anything anyway if you allow it to come to you I know which, which existence I want to be in. And an, another thing that I want to point out, which kind of resonated deep with me, was, which, which Gary mentions, is when you speak of a marriage, for example, you invoke a particular consciousness, a particular energy. When two people marry, they become husband and wife. Husband means the master of a house, the head of a household, and manager. Wife means a woman who is joined to a man in marriage, a hostess of a household. Sometimes it means a woman of humble rank, the relationship between a husband and wife is not equal. When two people marry and think and speak of themselves as husband and wife, they enter into these consciousnesses and intelligences. What does this mean? It means when you get married and you put a label on that marriage, husband and wife, you fall into the conditionings and stereotypes of what a marriage or relationship or a husband and wife should be. And we formulate these roles based on society, external sources. Again, get rid of that notion. When you marry, you marry your life partner or your best friend or someone that resonates with you or someone that makes you happy and that you, you are happy within yourself and the happiness is resonated and you're building and there's this spiritual growth. You have this agreement that we're going to grow spiritually, we're going to grow emotionally, we're going to grow physically, we're going to love each other internally. These should be the, the new conditionings of a marriage. These should be the new conditionings of a relationship. It's the same. Whenever you label something, and everything now is labeled, everything and what happens? The whole conditioning and stereotypes floods in with what or who that stereotype should be. A husband and a wife. If I tell you what are the characteristics of a husband, you'd be able to name them easily. Head of the household, breadwinner, work, this, that, life, the, you know, all that type of stuff. What's the relationship of a woman, of a wife? Runs a household, raises the kids, all this type. Again, stereotype conditionings that we need to get rid of. I am me. You are you. I am. That should be the new connotation of anything. So now think of all the stereotypes or labeling you put on yourself. Man, woman, child, this, that, up, down, left, right. Too many of them. Get rid of them. You are you. I am me. I am.
And I think I'm going to leave it there. I really enjoyed that one. Like, really enjoyed that one. And again, if you please hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You know, I'm on. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You know, Spotify do a rating system now. So please, I'd love to hear feedback. I'd love ideas of, of books. I know a bunch of people have been sending me some ideas on books. I'm an open book. Thank you.